salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I'm your host, the Commish, and I'm doing another special episode for another fallen young black man that lost his life due to police brutality and what looked to be resistance in trying to subdue Mr. Andrew Brown Jr. Uh, This all occurred in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I don't have all the details and it's sad knowing that for what we're trying to gather this story, all we know is the end result. All we know is that there's another young black man dead due to policemen and their use of excessive force. Nothing seems to justify the force. I know that when you're talking about stories, facts that involve these particular situations, it looks as though, and it sounds as though, there's some type of escalation. There's confrontation. There seems to be conversation of which at some point it gets to a magnitude where the next line of defense is to fire a gun. I don't know offhand how this story is and how it unfolded outside of what I've heard on the the radio, on the news, on Facebook, Google, whatever you may be looking through, whatever it is you may be reading. All I know is that this man is dead. Andrew Brown Jr. is no longer with us because somebody or some people took it upon themselves to use excessive force to try to subdue this man. And this is what I cannot understand. You mean to tell me that the only way we could apprehend a black man is to kill him? You mean to tell me the only thing that justifies doing what's right in the eyes of the police force or the law is to kill black men? And whether this man was innocent, whether this man had a weapon, I just can't sit here and just think as to how hard it could be to keep this man from leaving the scene or from keeping this man from being in a position where he knows his life is in jeopardy. If anybody were to come to me and told me that I was under arrest, as frantic as I could imagine I would be, Where at some point do we have to tell ourselves, listen, take it easy. Your life might depend on it. There is no right answer to this. There's no resolution to this outside of what Congress decides to do. But when you think about how many young men are dying under the gun and young black women as well, please don't think I'm excluding them. It's just the fact that it just makes absolutely no sense that this would have to happen again. So close to having to lose Dante Wright, to having to lose George Floyd not too long ago, Adam Toledo, 
Now we're talking about Andrew Brown Jr. And I'm pretty sure there's other people out there that I probably just don't know of yet that have lost their lives due to excessive force. But it's the fact that in 2021, with everything else that's been going on, even with the police being looked at through a fine glass, it's still the point that the force of action that's going on is justified. It's acceptable. We can't think of any other way to subdue black men or black women other than to shoot and kill if necessary. This man, from what I understand, is trying to flee the scene in his vehicle. Perhaps he's resisting an arrest. But you mean to tell me you couldn't barricade the street? You mean to tell me you couldn't shut down that that particular avenue? You couldn't put more cop cars there? The moment you knew he was trying to resist? The moment you knew he was giving you a hard time? Did we have to plot a gun? and fire multiple times at this man from the front and the back. It just does not justify with the problem. There may not even be a crime. It so happens that he was about to be arrested for distributing marijuana or cocaine, what have you. But does that, does that mean that you have to shoot at him? Does that mean that you can't find any other way to apprehend him? If these policemen are smart enough to understand what the scenario is, then why is it so hard to put these men, whether it be in handcuffs, whether it be in the back of a police car, why is it so hard to place these men under arrest so that they have a fighting chance to at least contest what they're being arrested for? It doesn't even get to that point. It seems like it just it's just a waste of paperwork to have to sit there and try to work out and, and reason with these potential suspects for crimes either they've committed or have not committed Nothing about this makes any sense anymore. And it's amazing that I have to get on this mic again and, 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 and address to everybody another young black man to be killed by policemen. Now, whether it was brutality, whether it was excessive, it really doesn't make a difference. It's just the fact that there's no resolution to this. The point that I'm trying to make this evening is that there doesn't seem to be any resolution. How can I avoid being shot to death by police? How can I avoid getting to the point where the police are going to make the decision if I live or die today? Who's to say that the next person that gets pulled over has a fighting chance of surviving the encounter? Be it a traffic stop, be it a broken taillight, be it whatever decal that may be blocking the driver's license or the license plate. I mean, this is what most routine stops are come from outside of speeding, of course. So then what happens next? What happens between the moment the cop comes to your window, asks for your credentials, 
and then start that dialogue as to why you've been pulled over. What happens next? Is it a situation where the cop is threatening these people, where they would have to react? Something has to be triggered to have these men and women running for their lives, trying to flee the scene. If, if these young men and women are guilty, that's one thing. If you get caught in the act of doing something you're not supposed to do, I get the reaction part. But do you have to kill these people when they don't obey to your laws? You don't understand, and, and, and I'm not talking to all policemen. I'm talking to the policemen and women that find their days patrolling these same black communities every day, every week. They have to understand that in spite of what wrong there may be, we can't trust you anymore. We can't feel comfortable knowing that you're coming to our domain and trying to apprehend us on what could be some type of beef, some type of case, some type of situation that involves either outstanding warrants that might relate to drug, uh, drug distribution which may have to uh, be a part of any type of situation where it would have to result in some type of altercation and then bloodshed. And I'm not going to go down the gambit of all the cases that have happened over the last 60 days. It's just the fact that when we talk about these young black men and women being shot for practically nothing at all, it doesn't and it won't make anybody feel better when you're not allowing the family to even see the video footage that these cops have on them. They were only able to show 20 seconds of whatever encounter it was between the policeman and Andrew Brown Jr. What is 20 seconds when this man is gone forever? You can't bring him back. There's nothing you can say and do that's going to make this any better. And it's the fact that we sit back and we listen and all we do is become more aggravated. Nobody's stepping up to say anything. No one's taking the time out to do anything for anyone. There's no answers to these matters. It's just the fact that this man tried to flee. They opened fire on him. I don't know how many times a man's been shot. I just know he was shot in the back, which is horrible. There wasn't anything else anybody can do, huh? The best thing we could do is just shoot him in the back. Nobody should be happy. Nobody should feel any type of relief. I don't care who you are. This is unacceptable. These actions towards these men and women of color are unacceptable. I still sit here curious to know what actions are going to take place for these situations, for these incidents. And it's, as a young black man, it makes you wonder how much is worth the risk of even leaving your house. You don't know. You don't know if you step out to go to the store to pick up something. That could be the last time you leave your house. 
you don't know if you come encountered with some other policemen or women that are just looking for a random person and you give them a hard time before long you've become the next victim it's so unpredictable these days as to how these things how these situations escalate to the point where bloodshed is people are dying being shot to death for practically nothing at all By now you should know the commission's sad. By now you should know the commission's aggravated. By now you should know the commission's pissed off. Because there won't be any answers to why Andrew Brown Jr. had to be shot and killed. He is on a list of a number of young men and women just within the last six months, dare I even say a year, of being victims of police brutality and excessive force. The only thing I can really say with the little time that I have, it may not, it may not motivate many people. It, 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 this, this message may not get through to, to anyone, but I have to believe that for what this show does, and for the material that I put out, I have to believe that there is an audience of people that are maybe somewhere around my age or younger that may have sons of their own or grandsons of their own. And I don't know if there's fathers, uncles, grandfathers, within the household to try to motivate and educate these young men. And if there isn't, God bless you. I understand it could be a very difficult task, but the truth of the matter is, our young black men need to be better educated for what may be to come in this day and age. It's for what it is. What else can we do? How else can we make these messages known to these young black men that their lives could be in danger for practically nothing at all other than just walking down the street, riding by with your music being high? Maybe it's the sound of laughter that gets things started. Who knows how this all escalates? It's just the fact that it happens so often and there's so many young men and women that are dropping like flies because the policemen can't find any other way to manage the situation. For the young black men out there that are listening, I appreciate you, I truly do. And if you're listening to this message, the one thing I can tell you is this, keep yourself calm in these situations. Yes, they are harassing you. Yes, they may be brutalizing you, yes, they are trying to apprehend you. Yes, maybe they're trying to trigger something to give them a reason to shoot you. But in the midst of what could be confusion and in the midst of what is uncertainty, when things seem murky before it gets dark, just keep calm, stay focused, 
find yourself in a position where you do not cause the escalation. Whatever it is they're looking for, don't be afraid to tell them what you feel, but do so in such a way where it's not costing your life. You have a right to ask questions. You have a right to disagree with what's happening. But you also have to control yourself if you feel as though the situation is about to go to the next level. And like I said, this is not foolproof. I don't expect people to go out there and say, well, this is what the commission told me to do. Listen, if it means having to save your life, if it means having you to get through the night, if this is happening during the night, or whatever time of the day it is, I just want to make sure that you guys get home. I want to make sure you guys survive the altercation. It's about survival at this point. It's not about what works. It's not about what I would do versus what someone else would do. I'm not competing with anybody. I'm trying to look out for my young black men and women out there that are constantly, constantly being harassed. It's not fair. Even if you've done something wrong, let them do their job. It could make the difference between you surviving the situation and going home at some point. It will work itself out. If you're innocent, I would tell you the same thing. Don't put yourself in the position that could get you shot. Don't feel the need to run. Don't feel the need to be expressive when you shouldn't be. It's a very hard pill to swallow but I I want to say that if you follow these steps you have a better chance perhaps even a stronger chance at surviving I hate to say this but it really does come down to that you wouldn't think of such a thing because we're talking about the police what have I done that I have to have these guns in my face sometimes it's not about what you've done it's merely about who you are. In this day and age, sometimes it's still about who you are. So says the commission. My condolences goes out to the family of Andrew Brown Jr. I know that Elizabeth City, North Carolina is upside down right now and it has every right to be. I know there'll be people protesting about this. And I'm all for protesting. And I'm all for protesting peacefully. We could still send the message that we can do things right in spite of what they do wrong to us. It's possible. We still have to be the better person. Shouldn't always have to be that way. But guess what? If it means getting the point across, you take a knee. Kneel down. Stand up for what's right. Speak your mind. Let them know how you feel. Exercise your First Amendment. This is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Because you know the commish has your back here on the Kneel Down Podcast. I want to thank everybody again for listening to this show. I'm doing my best to put my thoughts together before I go crazy.
I hope you guys out there understand how I feel. But like the day, the day leaves, a new day starts, and we try to keep focus on what's ahead. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Peace and love to all those out there that have been listening. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'm out.